Hello and welcome back to another episode of Heart on the Hill. As always, I'm your host, Micah Hart. There have been a ton of things happening in politics this week. So without further ado, let's get into things. Well, first off, in Florida, there is a piece of legislation seeking to ban certain political parties. The piece of legislation was filed on Tuesday by Republican State Senator Blazing Golia, and it's a cause for concern for those on the left who would see the Democrat Party canceled in the state. Now, the bill is rather short, but I will just read a part of it, and it says, The division shall immediately cancel the filings of a political party to include its registration and approved status as a political party if the party's platform has previously advocated for or been in support of slavery or involuntary servitude. Now, voters from that party would be notified and changed to no party affiliation, but they would also be given the opportunity to change their registration status to an active political party. All of this being said, parties could resubmit to the Florida State Department to be a party, but it would have to be a much different name. And as NBC points out, the Democratic Party is never mentioned by name in this legislation, but the Democrat Party formerly had ties to the South during the Civil War era. Now, I think this is a really interesting piece of legislation to look at because of, I think, where it leads us down, um, especially at the state level. We see Florida now having this being brought up, and it would entirely eliminate the other party there'd only be basically one main party then in the state the republican party which is cause for concern i think it's important to have political discourse to have these discussions and yes the democratic party was tied to slavery then but also we need to look at now where they are and we can't just completely get rid of them that would i think really tear at the fabric of this nation right now and how our country is supposed to function we should never approve of what they did we should always bring it up and remember like look what they did look what happened in history but also there have been points where republicans have gone wrong as well so i think that it's important to look at those aspects as well and i think it's dangerous to completely get rid of a of a party i think you have to be very cautious what you do even at the state level because it has very dangerous implications all around across other states at the national level eventually it could have issues on other things. I don't think this would ever get to a national level. Um, but I, I'd be interested to see what happens with this piece of legislation, where it goes, what, if it did pass, what Governor DeSantis does. I think that's a big thing as well. I mean, I've talked about this before, people looking at presidential runs. I think one of the people who I think people are looking at right now is Ron DeSantis. So these moments for DeSantis are defining as to what he does, how he charts his political legacy both in the state and at the national level and i think we'll have to watch that um grow as time goes on but i'm really fascinated to see what this specific piece of legislation does how far it goes um and really the effect that it has on florida across the country for political certain political figures i i think it will be a very interesting thing to see play out over the next few months and even the next year or so According to the New York Times, Senate Republicans and Democrats are working together to fight for rail safety. A bipartisan bill has been proposed in the Senate to require more restrictions on safety by the Department of Transportation, particularly for freight tra rails. Now, the bill comes after hazardous materials were spilled at from a train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio. Now, according to Politico, Democrat Sherrod Brown and Republican J.D. Vance are the two working on this with four other senators who introduced this. Now, of the things in this bill, fines for infractions are mentioned, 
Um, it'd be raised more inspections and more stipulations for carrying toxic materials. The White House put out a statement yesterday and the president said, and I quote, this legislation strengthens safety requirements for all trains carrying hazardous materials and phases in newer, safer tank cars over the next two years, not over the next decade. It will increase safety by requiring hot box detectors every 10 miles to prevent derailments like the one that we saw in East Palestine. It increases hazmat fees for railroads to pay for grants to train state and local firefighters and other first responders to respond to hazmat incidents. The legislation will also dramatically increase fines for safety violations from the current cap of $225,000 to the greater of $1 million or 1% of a railroad's annual operating income, which for the largest carriers like Norfolk Southern could be more than $50 million. End quote. Now, Republicans have been critical of the Biden administration up till this point on their handling of this derailment as Biden has not yet visited. And there have been other issues with um, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg as well and his visit and how the timing played out with that. However, former President Donald Trump did visit the Ohio town after the derailment and said this. To the people of East Palestine and to the nearby communities in Ohio and Pennsylvania, uh, we have told you loud and clear, you are not forgotten. You are not forgotten. We stand with you, we pray for you, and we will stay with you in your fight to help answer and the accountability that you deserve. We'll have that accountability. It'll all be out there very clearly. Now, as I said, President Biden is still waiting to go to East Palestine, and there was discussion about this just the other day, and the president said this. I've spoken with every official in Ohio, Democrat and Republican, on a continuous basis, as in Pennsylvania. I laid out a little bit in there what I think the answers are. We put them together, and we will be implementing an awful lot into the legislation here, and I will be on to it. Now, I think all of this is really interesting, especially to see the differences between President Trump and President Biden and how they handle things. Now, I have said this before. Um, I have gone after President Trump on this show a few times now. Um, I think there are some things that we need to go after, um, him for. However, I want to applaud him on this move. I think that this was wonderful and needed. I think he stepped up when a time when a leader was needed and somebody had to go and say something. And I think President Trump did just that by going. President Biden is the current president. He should be going. These are the American people. I don't care if it's Trump country or Biden country, whatever it is, it's America first. That's what this country is. I don't care who you vote for, what you believe, who you are. You're an American citizen at the end of the day, and it's the president's job to take care of every American citizen, whether they vote for him or not. And President Biden is showing that he's not doing that. And I'm proud to say that there is bipartisan legislation being put forth on this because that's what this should be. It's bipartisan. It's the American people. It's not the right or the left. It's both being affected by this. And it's times like these where unity is a must, and unity must be brought about. And I'm happy to see there's some bipartisan work being done on an issue like this where we need to hold railroads like railroads accountable. We need to hold these companies accountable for what they're doing and the dangers that they're causing and the the lives that are being upended because of this in places like Ohio and East Palestine. This is a big issue. And the president has failed again with his administration to do anything about these major issues. This isn't the first time the Biden administration has been completely just 
disregarding everything going on. I mean, look at what we've seen so far in this last few years. We saw a baby formula shorter. We have seen a crisis at the border. We see inflation through the roof. We just have a struggling economy. Our country is not in a great spot, in my personal opinion. And the Biden administration, time after time, continues to show that they are not leading the way the American people need to be led and deserve to be led. And I think that this whole train derailment issue really is putting a light on that again and showing, you know, we need new leadership. It's time for a new leader to come in or new leadership just on anywhere and lead the American people as an American person, knowing the struggles that we go through, the struggles of this that politicians have not been looking to and answering. And I, I, as I said, though, I am happy that there is bipartisan legislation being worked on because this should not be able to, allowed to happen again. It should be. And if it does, you know what? There should be heavy fines. There should be regulations on to ensure that the American people are taken care of at the end of the day, because that's what the government's supposed to do is just do that. Make sure the American people are able to live their lives and things like this are preventing people from living their day-to-day -day lives, making their income, going home to their family to provide food for the table, and living a normal American life that they deserve to live. Attorney General Merrick Garland made his way to Capitol Hill for a Judiciary Committee hearing on Wednesday. According to Fox News, the issue comes from Hunter Biden's business work in foreign nations and the investigation into that. Garland has made it clear that he will stay out of the Delaware U.S. Attorney David C. Wise's probe. However, he has not promoted the attorney to special counsel status. According to PBS, this occurs when the Justice Department has a conflict or sees it better as being handled by someone outside based on the interest of the American public. Now, Senator Chuck Grassley of Iowa said this. My view, if uh, Weiss, the U.S. attorney there in Delaware, must seek permission from a Biden uh, appointed U.S. attorney to bring charges, then the Hunter Biden criminal investigation isn't uh, insulated from political interference as you've uh, publicly proclaimed. Uh, if the Justice Department received information that foreign persons had evidence of improper or unlawful financial payment uh, paid to elected officials or other politically exposed persons, and those payments may have influenced policy decisions, would that pose a national security concern and demand a full investigation? And when Ray was here, he seemed to a answer that question uh, in, in uh, uh, that it was a national security concern. I want your opinion. A lot went on during this meeting, and I think it's important to highlight the aforementioned, as I did. There are other things going on in this Hunter Biden saga, but those are the main points of this. And I think I'm glad to... I think that we need to look at accountability. That's what the government needs. The government should be held accountable. People in the government should be held accountable. Even if you're not, if you are family of the government, there has to be a little bit more scrutiny and accountability because, you know, of how these ties with Biden, his son, what he, what Hunter's doing should not be allowed. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy that Republicans are taking up the mantle. They're trying to do something. They're working hard to fight for the American people, which is something that's refreshing to see. I think for the last two years, the American people have just been, as I've been saying, like brought under and dragged along. 
I think that's what we've been seeing. And it's nice to see people standing up and saying, you know what? There needs to be accountability. Republicans basically campaigned on bringing accountability back to Washington. And while I don't think that it will ever be full accountability, obviously there's people on both sides who are just out there and uh, not going to bring accountability. They're just going to be entrenched in the swamp. I think that it's nice to see somebody trying to bring a sense of accountability, somebody try people trying to bring back what Washington is supposed to be. And it's where people come to represent the people, their constituents to create a safe and free America for all Americans and things like this really work to do that. And I mean, since the start of this, this whole Hunter Biden saga has been ridiculous how the media has covered it and dealt with the whole situation it's been a few years now, and we're really seeing very little progress, I truly believe, and I think we need to really see more, and we're going to start seeing more, I hope, from this, because this isn't the, obviously the first thing that the Biden administration and Biden himself has been entangled up in. I mean, we've had the classified docs as well, and I'm not saying this is just a Democrat issue. There needs to be accountability on the right as well, towards the right. I mean, we saw the classified do documents of former President Trump as well. There needs to be accountability all around. I'm not trying to suggest that one party needs accountability over the other. However, right now, I think when uh, when there's a president, the opposite party really needs to hold them accountable for their actions, their, the actions of those closest to them, and make sure that the American people aren't put in jeopardy. Things like this with foreign nations do put uh, the United States in a difficult spot and in jeopardy in a sense of a lot of things. I mean, it's very dangerous when you just mingle around like that with foreign countries um, and your dad, your father is the president of the United States or even then with like vice president, whatever it may be. It, it's dangerous and it puts the American people on unfair risk that they shouldn't be put at. It puts the country at a risk. There needs to be some accountability and I think we're gonna hopefully continue to get that in DC I I mean I doubt it at times because it's DC I mean it is the swamp it is still really swampy and there it's definitely that it gives me glimmers of hope when we see some drainage of the swamp according to Politico the committee on ethics has launched an investigation into George Santos so I have been talking about this issue for a bit now, so I just want to read the statement that the committee put out. And they said, in accordance with House Rules 11, Clause 3, and Committee Rules 10A, 2, and 16D, the committee unanimously voted on February 28, 2023, to establish an investigative subcommittee. Pursuant to the committee's action, the investigative subcommittee shall have jurisdiction to determine whether Representative George Santos may have engaged in unlawful activity with respect to his 2022 congressional campaign, failed to properly disclose required information on statements filed with the House, violated federal conflict of interest laws in connection with his role in a firm providing fiduciary services and or engaged in sexual misconduct toward an individual seeking employment in his congressional office. Well, there is a lot to unpack here. I think that this is a big story, as obviously I've been covering this for a month or so now. And as I said, I believe he should resign 
And I think I'm happy. I'm so happy that the ethics committee is looking into this. I think it's so important that we look into things. As I just said, accountability is so important in government. And I think that this is a step towards accountability for a member now. We're looking at, you know, yeah, there are things we need to look at. We should be figuring this out. I don't care whether you're right or left. Things like this should not be allowed. I said it before. It's disgraceful what Representative Santos has lied about, supposedly. And I think that it needs to be looked into very thoroughly to make sure, you know, he didn't do anything wrong. And I think even if, like, they're like, yeah, there was nothing illegal there, there is still, he did lie. There is this argument that he lied and he that he's not who the people voted for. And I think that's valid concern. I want to know who I voted for. The person I vote for, I want to know that they're being at least mostly truthful to me. You know, that's a big thing. You want to trust your member of Congress. You want to look to them and say, I trust you so that if I have an issue, I can talk to you or talk to your team or somebody and feel like you're representing me. Whether we are on the same party, I need to feel like you are representing our state's interests in Washington, D.C. for the nation. I want to feel that. I want to know that my representative is going to fight for things. Whether they're things I support or not, that is aside, beside the issue right now. It's that they're fighting there and they're doing so honestly, which is, I mean, honesty and DC and politics don't really go together. But that is what the intent should be, is that we can at least semi-trust these people we're putting into power. And nowadays, it just seems like we, we continually fall short of being able to trust them, seeing ethics violations occur it, it it breaks my heart to see these things happening because it just looks for power the the drive some people have for power sometimes is so overwhelming and it's concerning you know it's an honor it should be seen as an honor to be representative to be a senator to be president to be a part of the government to serve your people to serve your country to serve your fellow americans should be an honor and some people just look for it as power or being able to do something because they want to just go to D.C. and make some changes and shake things up. Being a representative means, or senator or president, just means embodying American values and protecting your state, protecting your people that you represent. That's what it should be. Doing what's right for this nation. Knowing what's right for your people. And I truly don't think you can do that if you're just lying to your constituents. If you're blatantly saying all these things and they're all lies, blatant lies. If you're just saying things to get elected, I get really concerned because it shows that you care more about politics than you do your own people. And I know that might be harsh, but I think it's the truth. I think that if you can't have the decency to say the truth, to say this is who I am. And if I can't get elected on my own merit, then I won't get elected. And if you can't accept that, shame on you. That is what you should be able to do. If you lose, move on. If you don't win an election because you know what? The people didn't want you. That's okay. That's what we are in this country. We are voters. We get to vote for who we want. Not everyone's a winner. So take that out of the um, book from the Republican Party. Is Look at that. Like, that we are not all winners. There's winners, there's losers. I think the Republican Party has done a great job really showing com competition. That's something I think the Republican Party pushes for. You know what? That is part of this democracy. We need to look at that, acknowledge it, and be okay with it. You know, he, it would have been, in my opinion, better to lose that seat 
than to have somebody like him in it who just lied to his constituents, makes the party look bad, makes people look bad, makes the New York delegation look bad. It's an embarrassment. And I hope that we see changes. I hope I would love to see McCarthy go more into this as well and say things. And I know I've said this before, you know, there were some things as well with Santos, like moving from committees until things were investigated. I do appreciate that. I believe that's a noble cause to do, a noble thing to do. But I don't think it's enough. I think, you know, if you did lie, if you did all these things, maybe it's time to pack your bags and let somebody who truly represents the people represent them, even if that means losing the seat. And that's coming from somebody who really thinks we should, the Republicans need that seat. Republicans should have that seat. But at the end of the day, I'm an American over a Republican. I love the Republican Party. I, I am very supportive of the platform. But that's not my end-all, be-all for me. That's not what I am driven on. I can say that the party's done wrong. And I think they have in this case. I think the leaders of the party have done wrong in this case. And, you know, I'd love to see changes brought about. And I think we may see that. I don't know. I think that this will play a big part into that. So we'll definitely have to watch to see what happens over the next few weeks, months with Ethics Committee and see how this all pans out. But for now, he's still in office and we shall see what he does. I've been updating this story last month or so and I will continue to update it because I'm sure there are going to be a lot more updates to come on it. Well, thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I greatly appreciate you listening. It's been an honor talking to you about what's going on in our nation and how our people can move forward. I think when I started this show, I really started it to be this conservative voice pushing things, which I am. I'm a conservative voice telling you the news, giving my opinion. But I think also it's made me realize the more so since starting this, the need for unity, the need to work together, the need of the that the American people at the end of the day are American people. It's not a Democrat or Republican. At the end of the day, we are all Americans. And that's what I've realized doing this show is it lets you see humanity from a different light. Not just looking at it from a political perspective, but looking at it from a human perspective. And that's something that I think we all need to do sometimes and take a second to reflect on and strive towards because it, we can so easily get lost in the confusion of just following our party with our eyes just looking towards them that they will help us get everything done and I think we need to look at the American people the American dream the American ideals I think that's really important thank you so much for tuning in you're listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 and this has been Hard on the Hill and I'm Micah Hart